In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's day, I don't know actually, I've forgotten what day camp it is, it's been so many, but I'm here with Jeff Risden. Jeff, how are you, buddy? Uh, I've the days have blurred for me too, man. It's 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 going fast. It's, we're almost on a preseason game. It's 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 time, man. It's football time, mate. It's so exciting, mate. We are basically one or two days away now, just uh, getting the season really started and actually seeing a Browns game. I ca- I can't wait. But first of all, Jeff, how was the training camp today? Uh, it was hot today, uh, and it showed. Uh, there, there was there was a lot of humidity. There was a lot of guys that were sitting out. The entire defensive line did not participate, which was a little, I don't know, annoying, but also understandable. Uh, and even so, uh, the defense still shined over the offense today, and that was uh, that was a bit surprising. Even with you know Garrett, Ogunjobi, Vernon, uh, Richardson, they were all they were all working on the side with trainers. They looked fine. No nothing to worry about there. Just uh, you know. Didn't want to go today for whatever reason. They didn't go yesterday either. Um, and it's given the second team defensive line some reps. And there's some depth there. And they look very good today. And that, that's, that was probably my biggest takeaway was that the defensive line is so much better than it has been in past years. There's a lot of different guys who are looking really good and, and should fight to make this team and uh, give them some appreciable depth for the first time in a long time. Jeff, can you remember how or who was uh, in the uh, second uh lineup for the defensive yeah the, the stand the standout was chris smith at end um he's he's too good quite honestly for, for for the guys that are trying to block him uh he he just he's got such long arms and good leverage with his height um you know or lack thereof that he really winds up getting being a very tough guy to block um we saw a lot of trevon coley today with the second team playing inside he didn't do a whole lot, but he, he looks like he's he still belongs somewhat. Uh, there was uh, Daniel Ekawale rotated in. We saw some Tracy Sprinkle in there, and he is a guy who looks like a find. He has some ability to knife through gaps uh, and get into the backfield. Uh, he can do it. He can do a, a plumb thing and, and run defense, but he's not there for that. He's there to rush the passer a little bit, and he showed a little bit of a spark today. Uh, Anthony Zettel got some run. Chad Thomas got some run. They sort of alternated between the, the you know, the starting and, and the, uh, the what would be the third team. It was the second team today. Uh, those two seem to be like they're locked in a battle for that spot. Uh, you saw a little bit of Wyatt Ray, but not a lot. So um, it, was, it was probably the, the usual suspects that you would expect. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about this uh, Wyatt Rot um, at the start. So uh, do you think he makes a roster? He might. You know, that there. <sighs> It's going to be interesting to see. They have a lot of tough decisions to make. Their their spots this year, probably 48 to 53, are going to be very difficult. And I'll tell you this, the guys that don't make it are going to wind up going somewhere else uh, and, and perhaps even playing elsewhere. Uh, or maybe it's one of those things where Dorsey finds somebody that, that trades for some of these guys because there's uh, 
there's talent on this team, much more depth in, of talent than there has been in quite some time. And that's – it's making camp a little bit more spirited, especially along along the lines because uh, the offensive line of, uh, at right guard is, is completely unsettled, although I think we've got some resolution coming now, and we can talk about that in a minute. Uh, but the defensive line, there, there's, there's competition. There's very stiff competition. Uh, at safety, at cornerback, at, at running back, there's a lot going on, man. There's a, a lot of different position battles that, uh, you know, we haven't had to – they're choosing between the best rather than settling on the guy who's least sucky, and that's that's a nice nice way to be. Mm-hmm. And, and the linebackers, um, Mr. Uh, Mac Wilson seems to be having the camp of his life. He is he is very, very good in, in past situations. Uh, he is he is a guy. He sees the what what is coming at him. He has natural coverage instincts. He's got long arms. Isn't afraid to jump up and get the ball. He had a couple of deflected passes yesterday. Couldn't come down with any interceptions like he has earlier in camp. Today he had a couple of of reps uh, in in one on one or the seven on seven drills where he was out there uh, covering a tight end. He looked very very good at that. Um, he and Taki Taki are an interesting combination. I actually wrote about that this morning for for Brownswire yesterday morning. Uh, they are they are very opposite people, and I can see how how they fit together. And I think they're you're going to see them in packages. Wilson playing primarily in, in pass situations and Taki Taki in run situations when they want to go with with that extra linebacker sort of mix and match. And uh, it's one of those deals. Taki Taki can't really cover very well, and Wilson doesn't play the run very well. So they're they're limited role players at this point. But both of those guys belong, and, and that, that's good to see. Yeah, great. Um, the safety room, we haven't had a lot of uh, press, or we've heard that much. I heard that uh, Eric Murray had an uh, interception, but otherwise it's been really quiet. Um, has Randall been playing? Yeah. Um, yeah, Mur- Murray had a, had a good pick today. He also had another uh, coverage rep uh, that was very nice. He, he sort of blanketed the guy and, and did what they want. the defense wanted him to do to shade to the outside uh, and, and take away the inside route. So that worked well. He and Whitehead are, are sort of rotating and mixing and matching. Again, Whitehead and, and Murray and even Randall, to that, for that matter, can all play both safety spots. And I think you're seeing Murray as the probably the fourth safety, but he, he, he fills in, you know, in, at the ones when Randall's not in or, or, you know, at the twos, at the strong or the free, depending on if Burnett and, and, and uh, Whitehead are going. It's, it's an interesting group. Burnett has not shown a lot to me, honestly. I, I've been at four practices. Um, he looks like a guy who, who belongs in the box and not much else. He, he reminds me of Derek Kindred from years past. And uh, I think the Browns wanted to move on from Kindred, and it's interesting to see what will happen with uh, with a guy who's a little bit more of a savvy veteran and a little bit more coverage skills, but he hasn't really shown a lot in camp. And that's going to be uh, – uh, personally, I would take Murray over him, uh, but I don't know if, uh, if that's the way that Steve Wilkes and John Dorsey see things. Yeah, I think the um, the contract isn't front loaded with uh, Burnett. Yeah, they could they could get rid of him if they really needed to. And uh, I I will say this: there will not be status given based on contract or draft. Um, they will be the the top fifty three guys will be earned. They're not they're not going to sit around and and waste time just because you know somebody has is making X amount of dollars or somebody ha- you know was taken in the you know, the fifth round this year um, over somebody who was undrafted. Uh, if they're not the better player, they're not going to make the team. Mm. You mentioned Kindred. He's at the Colts. We get to see him in game three. That'd be quite interesting. Oh, yes. That will be that will be a lot. I'll actually be there for that, too. So I'm looking forward to going down to Indianapolis and uh, 
and catching some of that too. And my last question to you on the defense is, uh, Jeff, how do you see it panning out? Um, Greedy, is he with the ones? Is he going to be starting, do you think? Uh, I that's, that's still up in the air. I still think Terren, uh, Terrence Mitchell is going to start. But that is not an indictment on Greedy Williams. He has, other than the first practice I saw where he couldn't handle speed, I've been very impressed with Greedy. And he, he seems like he's fitting in well with the guys. He seems to be getting better every day, to use the cliche. I just think that, that Mitchell offers a little bit more experience, and I think that's going to matter. But I, you're going to see Greedy play a lot. You're going to see teams try to spread this defense out uh, and, and run, you know, three wide receivers, four wide receivers. In those situations, Greedy Williams is going to be on the field. And uh, he will be starting at some point. It might not be this year. It might be week eight. It might be after the bye, whenever that is. Uh, it, it's going to come. He, if he's not starting, it's not an, again, it's not an indictment on him. It's that, that Terrence Mitchell plays well, and they trust him more. Mm. And uh, moving across the, the uh, offense, it was uh, nice to see that we have got a bit of uh, structure now. Uh, Eric Kush there, right guard, playing the third day in a row. At right guard. Yeah, and he he had a good day today. It was a, the best day in, of camp that I've seen him do. He uh, he is a pass blocking specialist. He's not going to intimidate anybody in the run game, but if he can keep Baker upright and and give confidence to the middle of the field and and you know not get beat stone clean without getting touched, he's going to win the job. He's got experience starting. I don't. I don't think he was brought here to start, but I think he he right now is the best man for the job. We'll see how he does in the preseason, but right now, you know, after after uh, Monday's practice, Dorsey said of him, you know, I, he's he's doing fine. We had two days in a row. Let's see him do it again. And you know what? He did it again uh, on Tuesday, and that that made me very happy. And I think it probably made Freddie very happy. Yeah. And uh, how do you think that leaves Corbett? Ooh, see, see, the, here's the hard part is that he doesn't get the second team right guard reps. He's the second team center. So when he isn't in the first team at right guard, he never plays that spot. And that seems like it's disadvantageous for him to try and win the job if he's not playing that position. Oh, by the way, he's not very good at center yet either. Uh, he, was with, uh, he, was, he was with the threes on Monday, and he got, he got flat out whipped on a couple of reps uh, one by Ekawale and one by uh, uh, I can't even remember who it was. It was it was ugly though. It was like it, it was like he wasn't even there. It was it was like watching the worst of Cam Irving all over again, and it was very frustrating. Uh, Corbett does he did have some solid reps today at center. Uh, he actually did well. They, they did a direct snap to the running back drill, um, sneak play. Keep that quiet. Uh, and uh, he, he did well at that, and he, he gets out well. There's just not a lot of power, and you can see – you can literally see him thinking about what he has to do. That's a terrible trait to have for Lyman. And, and until it becomes natural form and second nature, he, he can't play right now. And I, I hate to say it because I was, I was very bullish on him in that draft. He was, he was in my top 25 players overall in that draft. Thus far, I haven't seen anything at the NFL level to justify that, and that's, that's very disappointing because, uh, man, I really wanted it to work. But right now, it is not working. And how did the rest of the O-line uh, look today? Yeah, I continue to be impressed with Chris Hubbard. Uh, Chris Smith gave him some trouble today, but, but other than that, I've had, I think he's had a pretty good camp. Greg Robinson is it, – it, it helped him a lot that Miles Garrett wasn't on the field today. Uh, Miles gives everybody fits. So, Miles Garrett, by the way uh, – 
if, if you're a betting man and you want to put a little bit down on Miles Garrett being the defensive uh, player of the year, I, I would support that. I might actually do that myself. So uh, in his wake, though, there's not there's not that sort of dynamic player. Uh, what I want to see from Greg Robinson, he was never a good run blocker uh, in Los Angeles or, or St. Louis before that and, and in, De- in Detroit. He did a little bit better at that today. It's still not an asset for him. But as long as he can stay engaged with his blocks, that's what I'm really looking for. I think that that's something that he struggled to do for a long time, and, and it struggled last year with it in, in Cleveland as well. He seems to be doing a better job of sustaining his blocks, of staying balanced, not leaning, not getting too far out over his skis, uh, and leaning on the guy and, and that sort of thing. So I like what I see with him. Um, is, is he going to be great? No, but he, he's perfectly acceptable from what I've seen. Both tackles look better this year than they do last year. That's what you want to see for continuity. Um, you know, Hubbard was a disappointment last year. Uh, I, I've been pleasantly surprised with, with Chris Hubbard. You know, again, he, he's on his best day. He's an average right tackle, but he's getting a lot of his best days. If we can do that, I, I think we'll feel pretty good about it. Well, that's excellent to hear because uh, there's a lot of doubters at our tackles. And, uh, at, well, at the end of last season, we, we gave away, what, five sacks in the last uh, Five sacks in eight games, yeah. Um, and they are, again, they are there to to pass block. The the run blocking on this team is never going to be great. And I think that's something – that's one of the great reasons about why they have Nick Chubb because Nick Chubb is the guy who can create yards on his own. He can break that first tackle and then go. Kareem Hunt is the same kind of guy. So it's, it's interesting that they have picked up runners who don't necessarily need good blocking – to thrive. Uh, it's, it, it's odd that there are, you know, running backs who prefer to run behind, you know, not so good lines, but uh, and I covered a guy in Detroit who was like that in Barry Sanders. He was better when his offensive line was worse. I think Nick Chubb might actually be that kind of guy too. Uh, and uh, as, as far as run blocking goes, this, this Browns unit is never going to be more than average at run blocking. But uh, if, if they're keeping Baker comfortable, they're letting the offense flow. They're letting them take shots down the field. Uh, I, I think they're serving their purpose. My biggest concern now is the depth of running back. Obviously, we've got Kareem Hunt that's going to come in week nine, but we've got Hilliard and Chubb. But if there's any injuries, touch with there's not. And if Duke, John, Duke Johnson's head's not in it and people have said his body language doesn't look too good at camp, but I'm still worried about this third running back position. Have you got any more insight at all? Yeah, you know what? I was I was very high on Dontrell Hilliard coming into the year, and the first two practices I went to, I saw a lot to like. The last two days, he's not flashed much, and that's been uh, that's been a little discouraging. He uh, specifically in the passing game, he he did not he did not pick up a a blitz pickup assignment today, uh, and and would have had Drew Stanton killed if it were actual live contact. Uh, dropped the ball, didn't look all that sharp. Uh, that's been disappointing. Uh, I'm a huge AJ Willette fan from Ohio University. I got to go, Bobcats. Got to get him in there. He's looked okay, but he's 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 destined for the practice squad. You know, as much as I, I got to support my Bobcats, you know, I, and I think he's aware of that he's looked okay. Dearness Johnson had some serious trouble today. It was not a good day of practice for him. Uh, he and Hilliard are both also working as the top two return men which is interesting. I, I do think that the, the guy who ends up being the better return man out of that will win it. Uh, Hilliard probably has the, the probably a pretty big advantage in that, to be honest with you. Um, it, it's, it's a little dicey. Um, and, and Duke Johnson, it, 
I'll say this for him. His head is definitely in it. I would not worry about him being engaged. He is, he's out there with his teammates. He's participating in the huddles. Um, when, when they were between kick reps, he's back there um, talking to, to Johnson. He's talking to Hilliard. He's talking to, uh, you know, anybody that's back there, you know, helping them, you know, see what he sees. Uh, so, so he's, he's not being a problem as of yet, but he's also not healthy. He's got a giant wrap around his right hamstring. I don't think he's going to be ready to go for a little bit, and that's uh, that's definitely a complicating factor. If there's only Chubb to start, ee, we, uh, we we might, might be looking for somebody there. Yeah, and then uh, moving nicely on to uh, the wide receiver, let's let's talk about the depth. Um, how are you seeing uh, wide receiver five and C panning out? So. That's that's a huge battle, and, and Jalen Strong has really stepped up the last couple of days. He got first-team reps yesterday uh, when Odell and Jarvis were both sitting out. Uh, Odell was back today. He got just a couple of reps uh, at the end of team drills with the ones. It was primarily Callaway and Willies. I'll tell you what, those three are fighting for the two spots. Um, and right now, Willies, to me, is the most talented of the group. Strong, though, is uh, he offers a different dimension. He's a power player. Uh, he can be a, a, you know, a, a short-range possession receiver. He's been very good in red zone drills. Uh, Willie's is more of the outside field stretcher. And Callaway, I, I, honestly, I don't know what to make of Antonio Callaway. He, he's, he's come on into better shape, but there are still – he's not a precise route runner yet. He's still getting a lot of coaching after every rep. Okay. Um, and, and Baker yelled at him today for not being in the right place at the right time. Those kind of things aren't going to fly with this offense. Baker is really demonstrative. When his receivers make a mistake, he is in their face. And, by the way, they like that. They uh, Jarvis Landry really appreciates that, um, and, and Odell Beckham does too. You know, They want to get this ironed out. Uh, and if, if Callaway can't get it ironed out, I, he might be the odd man out, as, as odd as it seems to say that, because uh, you know Higgins has looked good. you got your top two. Um, they're, I'm, I'm, they're, they're, special teams are going to factor into it too. Callaway has got a little bit of run, run on the returns, but not enough that I think he's going to win that job. There's, it's, it's, this is something where preseason is going to matter a lot. Watch the, that offense, watch those wide receivers, you know, strong Callaway, Willie's, um, even some other guys, you know, Ishmael Hyman was fantastic today, believe it or not. Um, that, you know, that was, that was a pleasant surprise. He was, he had he made a great downfield catch where he ran past Denzel Ward. You don't expect to see that. He made a good catch in the red zone, and, and as soon as he caught it, he, he, he started talking easy money, easy money, um, getting some confidence in him too. And he's, he's he at least belongs on a practice squad somewhere. So it, it's funny that they have all this depth in a position where, you know, where I remember covering going to camp two years ago, and it was Kenny Britton, Corey Coleman, and thought we were going to die. It's, it's <laughs> We've come a long way, my friend. <laughs> But, Jeff, I've got to ask you the, uh, the tough question. Can you actually see Callaway not making the 53-man roster? You know what? I can. I, I think it would be a case, though, where somebody will trade for him. Um, if, if they realize that th there's a bubble there, I think that it will be one of the situations where Joyce will be like, okay, what will you give me for him? Um, I, I don't think he'll just get cut. I think it would be one of those where somebody would want him more than that. Um, I, I is is he on the roster? Well, but yeah, I do think he is. I think he's he has to prove that he belongs again. And uh, in the last position on the offense, the tight end room. How did that look today? I'm sorry, what was that? The tight end room. How did that look? Oh, sorry. Uh, 
Well, they are depleted. <laughs> they, uh, DeValve isn't practicing. Harris isn't practicing. Uh, we saw an inordinate amount of Stefan Carlson today. He is not an NFL player, unfortunately, so that, that was, you know, nothing great. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Pharaoh Brown. He was great over the weekend, had a pretty good day yesterday. He had one really good rep in the red zone drill today and another rep where he, uh, he couldn't go up and, and catch a ball. Um, that was thrown under duress by Baker. That was the theme, by the way. The defensive line was just torching the offensive line. A lot of throws under pressure today. Uh, I like what I've seen from Pharaoh Brown. He looks like an NFL player to me. He certainly has the size for it if he can block. Um, and we didn't get to see much of that action today. But uh, uh, with 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 DeValve and Harris out and, and Orson Charles doing a little bit of H-back today, he, start, he was doing a lot where he was starting as a fullback and flexing out to the side. You know, there, there's not a lot of uh, – not a lot of wiggle room there uh, because Najoku, who he was okay. Um, he had a drop and the first rep of team drills and that, that got on him. Uh, yesterday uh, in Monday's practice, there was actually a guy uh, who was heckling him, came out for the specific purpose of heckling David, David Najoku. He made it through about the first 10 minutes of practice. Just, you know, come on, use two hands, first round boss. You know, you heard it. And, and there were other fans that were trying to shut him up and everything. And he eventually did once they, they moved to the other field. But uh, patience is wearing thin with him. He's got to show something. And, and honestly, he wasn't that impressive again today. You know, it's, we need to see something from him uh, because he is capable of doing great things. The first day of practice that I was there, he made a couple of great catches in a drill where they were working on jumping up in the back of the end zone and getting their toes down. He was clearly the best at it. Um, that potential is there. He's got to show it more often, though, because uh, otherwise – you know, Demetrius Harris is a good player. He fits this offense nicely. It, it, it's a tough one. They're, they're still sorting that one out. Whether they're going to keep three or four, will it be Charles? What, where does DeVal fit if he fits at all? Uh, that, that's another one that's going to ha- – we're going have to have to wait a little bit of, for resolution on that. And if I put a gun to your head now, Jeff, who are you going to go with? I'm going to go with – I'm going to put Pharaoh Brown on the team and, and have Seth DeValve miss. Um, of course, I, last year I also predicted that DeValve would miss, uh, and he made it. Um, so maybe I'll be wrong again. Who knows on that? And the last question before I let you go is the kickers. How did that look today? Oh, the kickers. Oh, it's it's depressing, honestly. Uh so they did. A, they were doing kickoffs, and uh, Austin Seibert is clearly better at kickoffs than Greg Joseph. He's got more control. He's more able to manipulate to the sidelines. Uh, also, has a bigger leg. He can kick it out of the back of the end zone. I have not seen Joseph do that yet. Field goals, Joseph went three for five. He had a near miss and a bad miss. Seibert was four for five, uh, but all of his kicks other than his last one were like, you know, you, know, you, you got your fingers crossed even as it gets to the goalpost. It, it's barely in. And his miss was a good 20 yards wide left. It wasn't even close from the second that he kicked it. And he's had one of those every day that I've been there. That's it, – it's not good, man. Uh, it really isn't. It, uh, I, at this point, I don't see how they can justify keeping Cybert because he's – yes, he, he made more kicks today, but he is not – it's just not there. You don't see the confidence in him, and he doesn't look like a football player. At least, you know, Greg Joseph, when you look at him, he looks like a guy – who has, you know, done leg day at the gym and has participated in football drills before. You look at, at Cybert, he, you would never guess that he's a as, – as my friend Mac Robinson, who was with me today, was saying, you know, he looks like a guy who got lost on the way to high school gym class. And uh, 
If he's not accurate, there's no reason to keep him. And right now, he is, he's not that guy. Mm. All right, Jeff. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. And uh, did you, how did you find uh, Freddie Kitchen in the uh, press conference? Oh, that was fun. Um, that, that was uh, – Freddie, Freddie is, is animated. He's honest. He's candid. Uh, it's a breath of fresh air because you, you don't feel like you're getting coach speak from him even when he gives it to you. And I, I like that very much. I, I like the fact that he's angry at his team at times for not performing up to their standards. He is holding players accountable. He's very clear about that. He's holding his coaches accountable when their players aren't doing well. That is not something we've seen in Cleveland in a while, and it's very nice to see. Um, it's going to rub some people wrong at times, but by the same token, it's something that was desperately needed in Cleveland. Excellent. Well, Jeff, where can people find your articles at the moment? Oh, absolutely. That We are at Browns Wire at USA Today. Uh, you can find it uh, uh, on the app for the USA Today app or the Sports Wires app. Uh, you can also find other stuff if you want to do around the league. I write a lot for Real GM, and uh, I also cover the Detroit Lions for the Wire, so we do Lions Wire as well. But Browns Wire, we got at least five things going up every day. We got camp reviews. We got previews of the preseason. We got fantasy previews coming from uh, a couple of guys that are going to be pretty darn good. Uh, so uh, check it out, please. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Jeff. And, uh, mate, you're on a five-hour journey back to uh, home. <laughs> mate, that's dedicated yeah, for you. I, I'm somewhere in the middle of Michigan right now. I don't even know where I'm at, and that's my home state. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you being flexible and, and getting me in uh, when it works for me. So, uh, thanks so much. No, Jeff. And um, I look forward to uh, meeting up with you this year at some other games. Absolutely. I will be down for a couple of them. So, I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. All right, Jeff. Go, Browns. And uh, stop reporting so much in the lines. <laughs> There's a lot of people who would like that. Trust me. Thank you, sir. You take care, Jeff. Thank you.